This is The Thomas Guide, your roadmap for navigating the world, with your guide, John Thomas. Political savant, world-class analyst, and culture critic. No need to Google directions, just buckle up and enjoy the ride. This is The Thomas Guide, with your host, John Thomas. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Thomas Guide. I'm John Thomas, your host. We've got interesting developments in the presidential election. First, Joe Biden is making a very risky gamble on a primary strategy. I'll break down what he's gambling on and will it work. Elizabeth Warren in national polls has just eclipsed Bernie Sanders for the first time in several national polls. She's on the rise. I'll explain why. And former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz won't be doing any more 2020 campaigning for at least a few months. All that and more on this episode of The Thomas Guy. So Joe Biden, I've maintained on this show since day one, is likely not to be the nominee. He does obviously have a path, of course. I'm not going to deny that, but I just don't see it coming to fruition given the nature of the Democratic electorate, the duration of the primary. And let me break down his strategy. It seems like he's from just observation, if you're watching this primary, that the former vice president is running for the nomination in an, of a different party than the rest of his rivals. And that's essentially because he is. He sits and brags about his ability to get along with Republicans. He talks about that AOC doesn't like him. And his campaign has flip-flopped incredibly so almost on a weekly basis from climate change and abortion funding. He's looking at essentially running at a different Democratic base than the rest of his rivals. And essentially he's making this gamble that the Democratic base isn't nearly as liberal or as useful as everyone thinks. He might be right there. We talked about this on the show before uh, with several nationwide studies that basically said that the heart and soul of the Democratic primary is really sits in the middle there, maybe on a few social issues there to the left, but by and large, 60% of the Democratic primary is more center left, more center than left, and that the what we hear on cable television and and Twitter and stump speeches, the activists, that's the fringe of the party. Um, that is right. I think Biden's analysis is right with an exception. Um, to get through a primary, you always have to walk this line of appeasing the extremes in your party, but only tacking so hard to one direction or another so that you don't fatally kill yourself, that you can't come back to the center in a general election. That's always a strategy. The problem is when the intensity of your base is dri drives a conversation, if you don't meet them there, or at least partially there, you get left out of the conversation. And what does that mean? That means you can't continue to raise money. It means you can't get supporters to come to your rallies. It means that you can't get volunteers to walk precincts. That fire and intensity is what a good candidate and campaign is able to lock onto. 
Obama was able to do that in in uh, in, in 2008-2012. Trump certainly locked onto it in his primary and general election. It's what good campaigns are able to do, but there's really an art to not go too far on the issues. Biden thinks he can have his cake and eat it too here. I don't think so. What's going to happen as the debate season emerges is twofold. One, when everybody else on the stage is sounding woke on nearly every issue, economics, that socialism is the direction we should take our country, uh, that there is no such thing as a bad abortion uh, as long as you can abort up until the moment the kid is born. Um, I mean, pick pick your poison. Uh, free everything. That if Biden is the only person on stage saying, no, I don't think we should do that, not only is it difficult for a candidate to stand up and just stomach it in general, but you end up you end up seeing like you're out of touch. And if you're not doing anything bold and big, you can't make it on the cable news circuit uh, as often, uh, and you just start fading and fading and getting eaten alive. Biden, One of Biden's fundamental challenges is that in this primary election, Democrats are going to argue, at least the other candidates, are going to say that we have an opportunity to elect a different kind of generational leader, a new kind of leader who doesn't look like an old white male. Well, if everything Joe Biden is purporting to be for is what we used to do, old policies that aren't in touch with the Democratic Party, just blah, nothing exciting or progressive or new, you start to fizzle. Now, Biden's basically making the argument, and I've heard his team say this publicly, that, hey, look, this guy's keeping his eye on becoming the nominee. He doesn't want to tax so hard to the left that he can't come back. That's right. But you have to win a primary. Um, Biden was asked the other day by a reporter, what kind of Democrat are you? And he said, I'm an Obama Democrat, uh, Ob Obama Biden Democrat, man. And I'm proud of it. I don't know what that means. An Obama Biden Democrat. That just means I'm for myself, but his positions are what are in question. I think as we saw with Biden doing some flip flops on things like the Hyde amendment and others, I think we're seeing that Biden cannot withstand the heat and the pressure of sticking to his guns on his old policies, that he's going to tack hard to the left on most things, um, and that's what he's going to do as as his polling numbers dip because he it's fine to play all high and mighty and say, I'm going to run to the center, just be center left when you're number one in the polls. But as soon as you start falling, then you get desperate. And you start anchoring out on issues because you have no other choice or you feel you have no other choice. Interesting to note, so Biden's campaign has disproportionately, well, let me back it up. Let me just say this. I can tell what a campaign truly values by their actions, by how they spend money and how they spend their time. And the vice president's digital advertising buys since entering the race have been dramatically different than other candidates. It has been disproportionately focused on targeting Facebook ads to voters 45 years and older. That is dramatically different than the other campaigns. The other campaigns have been have been uh, targeting people under the age of 45 to just, first of all, find donors anywhere they can, but just to try to galvanize the intensity of young people 
to get their money and their energy and their volunteers. Biden also is playing the front runner in the race where he said uh, he's not appearing alongside the other candidates at what normal candidates do. For instance, the California Democratic Party convention was last weekend. 14 of his rivals showed up. Biden was nowhere to be found. Um, the group moveon.org, which is ultra liberal, had their rally or a grassroots, uh, well, they had their convention uh, that was also streamed to its 500,000 members. Biden didn't take part in that forum. Now, why is he doing it? Because he understands that, as, number one, he doesn't want to dignify and lift up the others to even be on the same stage as them, number one. Number two, they're trying to tightly, his handlers are trying to tightly control Biden because he's a gaffe machine and he's got all these positions that we just talked about that were from yesteryear. So the more scripted environment that he can be in, if he can be away from his other opponents that can't take shots at him, they, these are all assets uh, to protect the vice president from implosion. So I look, I don't think he's going to win, but that's his strategy clear as day as of now. And I think he's only going to tilt harder to left because he's when he starts to implode, he's going to have no choice. So this just in today, former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz won't be doing any more 2020 campaign exploring until September. Interesting. Uh, you may remember Schultz announced in January that he was seriously considering running for president in 2020, and he did an early media blitz. He hired very, very expensive consultants. He went on The View, and he did a CNN town hall. He was trying to do, although I think he's a full-blown liberal, but he was trying to be the businessman liberal uh, rather than the capitalism is bad liberal. And he was exploring it, and Democrats were saying, don't do it, don't run as an independent, because that's what he was saying, um, because you'll hand the presidency to Trump. I actually think that might be true. But it's, again, the politics of self-interest. Uh, Schultz felt that there was a big enough lane in the middle because the nominee was likely to be somebody so far to the left that Schultz felt like he had a path. Now, I don't think an independent does have a path, but um, that's what he felt. Now he's not running and he said uh, he's cutting his travels short after experiencing back pain when he was in Arizona, um, saying he's had several back surgeries and he has a lot of pain. He said, quote, today I'm feeling much better and my doctors foresee a full recovery so, as long, as I, so long as I rest and rehabilitate. So I've decided to take all summer to do just that. Now, I'm sure he has a tight back, okay? I believe that. But do I think for a second that Howard Schultz is not campaigning for president because he has back pain. Absolutely freaking not. His issue is he is waiting and seeing to see if Joe Biden is likely to emerge as the nominee of the Democratic Party because he feels that Biden is in his lane, which might not be wrong. So Schultz is just saying, I'm just going to sit this one out uh, because why am I running? I've already stuck my toe in the water. People know I exist. I don't need to run to raise money because I can self-fund. I'm really rich. So let's just wipe this thing out. It's a hell of a lot easier. You know, I get that. But if he wants it, he needs to continue to campaign. He needs to work it. He needs to be part of that conversation and not just jump in when it's too late and voters are already congealing. He needs to be consistent in this process. And yeah, 
you might come up empty-handed. Biden, if Biden were the nominee, yeah, are you screwed? Probably. But that's how this goes. So that's the bull crap PR spin that he's put on the fact that he's just waiting for Biden to implode. And then he'll get back in. Mark my words. So this is the first time we've actually seen this. Um, Elizabeth Warren, we've talked about for weeks, has been slightly on the rise. Now we're finding in multiple national surveys, as well as a few state surveys, like in Nevada, that Elizabeth Warren is beating Bernie Sanders in polling. Biden is still in first, hovering in the 20s. Sanders was always in second, in the teens. But now it's flip-flops. In most national surveys this week, Elizabeth Warren's at 16% and and Bernie's at like 12 to 14%. Remember, Elizabeth was in single digits. So here's the takeaway. Is Liz surging? Yes, absolutely. Is, is Sanders imploding? No, there's a shift. Is Elizabeth Warren pulling support away from Sanders? A bit. This is going to be the struggle between Sanders has to hold on to his base and I think partially, honestly, it's that Elizabeth Warren, if I had to give a candidate in this primary an award for being the most disciplined and on message, it would be Elizabeth Warren. That she's, quote, I have a plan for that, which is essentially saying she has a ultra-liberal plan for getting things done. She's running the ideas primary. Whereas Sanders has been rehashing the same broken mantras that he said time and time again. Now, Sanders is trying to own the lane of being for the working class, blue collar worker, um, and actually getting results. He's leading the picket line. He's in front leading the charge. Whereas Elizabeth Warren is in her ivory tower talking about plans and ideas, but isn't actually doing anything and talk is cheap. I think that's the dueling frame. There's plenty of time for Sanders to make a comeback. He's got lots of fundraising money. He probably has way more volunteers and Elizabeth Warren and no one has lit Elizabeth Warren up yet from the left. So wait for the debates. That's going to happen. It's going to be entertaining as hell to watch. But hey, look, for now, Elizabeth Warren's message discipline is paying off. We've got to keep an eye on her. I've said this, uh, I get asked probably, gosh, 10 times a day by different people. Well, who's going to win the election or the primary? The answer is I don't know. Uh, I mean, so many things can happen. So many wild cards um, can happen, but I still maintain Biden's probably not going to be the nominee. I'm If I had to bet, I would say Bernie Sanders has the best shot at getting the nomination, but I think it's early. I'm watching Elizabeth Warren really closely because I think she could easily get the nomination if Sanders didn't get it. And I'm keeping tabs on Kamala Harris because of her identity. I think if a lot of things broke, like, Cory Booker drops out early after a week showing in Iowa. Um, she has a couple good debate performances. I think she could surge in South Carolina and take it. She probably has the hardest path of the people I just talked about, but I could see it. But that's what's so fun about this game is that nobody knows. We just have to constantly reevaluate looking at the cards people have to play and then make our best assumptions from there. So that's what we're watching for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thomas Guide. 
You can follow us on Twitter at The Thomas Guide. We're getting ready to roll out our brand spanking new website along with a cool new logo. I can't wait to hear your feedback. You can email me at that new website when it's up or you can direct message me um, on Twitter or you can Facebook us at political strategist John Thomas. I do check all of those or my staff will. I want to hear feedback. Give me any questions you got and we'll try to get to it on the air. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Thomas Guy.